Welcome back to the Gentle Counselor podcast. My name is Crystal and I support mums through their inner healing and parenting journeys. For those of you listening right now, this episode is a little bit different because back in October of 2021, it was World Mental Health Day and I had some wonderful friends join me over three days to talk all about mental health and motherhood at the Aussie Moms Mental Health Virtual Event. I hope you enjoyed these conversations, which were recorded live at the summit. I'm also thrilled to let you know that we will be returning in 2022 and plan on making it even bigger and better. It may or may not involve a retreat. (laughs) Wherever you are right now, I hope these episodes find you when you truly need it. I would love to hear your feedback on these chats, so make sure you're connected with me on social media at The Gentle Counselor. If you'd like to receive an email once a month that is full of freebies, parenting tips, links to podcast episodes, beautiful affirmation screensavers, and other goodies, make sure you are signed up to my email list. I hope you enjoy this chat. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here at the Aussie Mums Mental Health Virtual Event. My goodness, what a morning it has been so far with all of our talkers and we're not even halfway through really. (laughs) So I'm super excited to get into this next chat. If you are watching live, please let me know that you're here. Say hi in the comments. So I know that, you know, not only is it actually working on Facebook, but that you're here with us. And if you're watching as a replay, still comment along with us as if you're here with us because We're going to come back and check this post later on anyway. Um, So if you have any questions that you want to ask or if you just want to have a chat with us, definitely use the comments for that. But let's get into it with Rochelle from How to Live Slow. And we're going to be talking all about slow living for mothers. So welcome, Rochelle. Can you maybe start by um, introducing yourself and maybe talking about why you do what you do? Yeah, hi, thank you so much. It's really great to be here. What an amazing lineup you've got. Yeah, so I'm Rochelle Glendon and I'm the founder of How to Live Slow. Um, So I work with mums, particularly with mums with kids under five, um, with a focus on gentle, you know, who want to be gentle or attached parents Mm. um, to, you know, disengage from the hustle culture that we live in and really focus on the transformation that we go through as mothers Um, and I love that uh, slow living can really be the way that we can do that Uh, yeah so that's kind of me so I've got a podcast I've got a couple of programs as well Um, qualified life coach um, qualified matrescence facilitator as well so yeah awesome and I love how you use all of those different skills into doing what you do and you just share so many gems that when I see you post on Instagram, I stop and I'm like, that is such a good point. And then sometimes I'll, <laughs> I'll get a, annoyed by certain things and we'll get into our rants later on, I'm sure, because you and I like to do that a lot when we talk about motherhood yes. issues anyway. <laughs> so yep. prepare everyone because you can join us in our rants. <laughs> so let's yes. start off easy. And can you talk to us a bit about what is slow living? So slow living, it's like it's a lifestyle choice. So yeah. it, it actually started in the 80s when, I mean, getting into the nitty gritty of it, started in the 80s when McDonald's wanted to open in Rome. Oh. And the Italians were like, hang on a minute. No, that's not what food is for us. Food is all about relationships and enjoying each other's company and long lunches. And um, why would we want to hurry that up? 
Mm. And then it's kind of moved on from there. And uh, slow living um, for mothers, in my mind, is all about like figuring out how to do less, how to get that work-life balance. You know, that Mm. quote that you see going around sometimes that says, we're expected to work like we don't have kids and parent like we don't work. Yes. It's like, that's too much pressure. So how mm. can we take control of our own lives and slow everything down and not feel that pressure or reject that pressure to mm. perform at a certain level in our lives? Yeah. 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 I, I really love learning about it because I think we, it's just too easy to go about our day-to-day lives. It's too easy mm. to be busy now. There's always yeah. something to do. And I think, yeah. especially as mums, there's always, you know, you're experiencing it right now. There's always a kiddo around that needs something from you, whether it's food, snacks, attention, bath time, um, to play, like a million things that are already happening. There's always housework to do. And I think it's something that took me a while to kind of move past myself was because it's like I was scared of missing out on something by not trying to do everything. Yeah. And then the irony of that is that if you're so busy trying to do everything, you're not even enjoying those little things or any of it really, or you're not Mm. even focused on what you actually want to be doing. It's just kind of living to this other rule set or whatever, which is really imposed on us. So yeah, because we're obviously talking more about motherhood here, why do you think it's so important for mothers to adopt um, this understanding of slow living? It's really important for mums because, well, there's this society story that we kind of grab onto about what it means to be a good mum. Mm-hmm. And that's like always available, you know, always, you know, present, calm, everything. And we have this pressure. And then there's all of the um, intensi- intensity of parenting. Um, but then there's all the things that we're actually going through personally when we become a mum. And I know you've got, um, is it Nikki coming on to talk about yes. matrescence yes. later on? But there is like matrescence basically is the transformation that you go through when you become a mum. And we need to be able to experience that fully. Like there's a lot of psychological and emotional and mental and, and hormonal physical, changes, yeah. physical, financial and economic, like our status in the world changes. And that's mm. a lot to kind of process. And what you see when you don't aren't aware of that or you don't allow that process to happen and even the connection with your children, when that can't, when that doesn't happen, then you get a lot of those mental health things where it feels like you're failing. If you get mum guilt, you get mum rage. Um, you know, there's like anxiety, hypervigilance. There's all sorts of things mm. that go on um, that can be at the very high end of the spectrum, but there's all other little things going on as well. Just like the frustration of trying to get kids out the door because of the expectation that you've got to be doing things or whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, I think for your own well-being, it's really important to slow down and just do motherhood mm. in the way that feels good for you. Yeah, yeah. And I think mm. what was a big realisation for me as well was because you were mentioning, which is same to me, that we are trying to follow more of that gentle attachment parenting is that yeah. that's already pressure in that, right? Like, yeah, I feel like what we're talking about, everything you just said, every mum experiences that all feels that or I would say 99.9% if you're part of the 0.1% like tell us your secrets that aren't experiencing that really um (laughs) and so I think for us in this community of parenting when we're trying to do respectful conscious whatever term you like to use we generally call it gentle attachment yeah is that something I unfortunately realized is that there are a lot of people that are like perfect parents in that community 
that have this very strict set of rules and things um, or are always one-upping what you should say or not say to your kids. Like there's, it's really frustrates me and it's a rant for another day, but essentially we're already feeling pressured to parent differently. So that is just going to add to what we're already feeling and it's constant, right? Like parenting is a 27, 24, seven job. Like it doesn't stop. Um, And I think also when you're a professional in the field, like supporting mums as well, then again, there's more pressure because you feel like, oh, I should be getting this right all the time because I talk to people about how to get it right all the time. And it's just like, that's not how life works. Like we cannot be perfect. That's an impossible standard to live up to. We're going to make mistakes. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's even more of a reason why we need to be more mindful about like, okay, if I'm going to spend my energy, I need to spend it where it really matters to me, like not based on societal expectations, what other people view, what I'm told by other people. It's like, okay, I need to actually tap into myself and think what is really important for me here. And sometimes that can change and that's okay as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And when you slow down, you've got that chance to actually learn, okay, well, and see, you know, anal- I guess analyze is not the right way, but have a look, okay, well, that, that interaction with the kids didn't go well. What went wrong there? What, was, what did I need? Like that rage that I got in myself into, where did that come from? What need was unmet? Why did I get triggered by that? Yes. And, but when you're you know, okay, on to the next thing, you don't really take the time. So if you really want to do that yes. att- attachment parenting, it is a different way of doing things. It's not the norm. Same as bit like busy, you know, go, go, go hustle kind of life. That's the normal way of doing things. But mm. if you want to do something differently, it, you've really got to be quite mindful and, and intentional yeah. about it. And that's, what we're talking about yeah and it's just about making those observations and then taking the time to Mm. reflect and Mm. a lot of us are missing that we don't take the time to do those things instead Mm. we internalize it as oh I'm not doing that so that means I'm bad I'm a bad mom yeah or oh look at this person over here doing that and I can't so I'm not living up to the good mother that they are you know or the perfect mother that they are whatever that voice is telling us um yeah And I know that we like to talk a lot about, you know, the social conditions around that. So would you Mm -hmm. like to kind of take the wheel on that one? Yeah, again, like that's the the social conditioning, I guess you could call it the patriarchy. There's this Mm -hmm. kind of idealised mother. Yes. And like, you know, we've got this. um, And again, like what we were saying before about, you know, when you return to work and how do you and why is it always the comes down to the mum? Mm-hmm. you know and then I know you've got Robin coming on to talk about the mental load mm-hmm. as well but that mental load does tend to fall on us and that an interesting thing a couple of books that I read I don't know if you know of Annabelle Crabb the political woman she wrote this book called um the wife drought and oh. in it she was sort of saying like you know she's a, a political reporter but she kind of looked at the pressure of or how having a wife is actually a really beneficial thing to political, like to men yeah, in yeah, their careers. Yeah. And, but when you go back to work as a mum, you've had your maternity leave, actually that has put you into the mode of, oh, well, I've been at home, so I'll just do it all. Mm. And so having kids and a career actually is a detriment to your career mm. as a woman. 
Um, anyway, kind of getting off a bit, a bit off track, but that is kind of the social conditions that we live in. Yeah. And then it Im- impacts our relationships at home as well. So there's a lot of resentment, frustration yeah. and things that come up because it's like, well, why am I always the one that has to have the day offs when the baby's sick? Oh why gosh. am I the one doing all the drop-offs? Here why comes am the I the one that has Yeah, exactly. And but then you're like, but actually he's just had, or he or she, your other your partner, yes. your significant other, has also had the training that says that's how it's meant to be. Yeah. So again, slow yes. living, in, intentionally going, well, let's us talk about how we can do yeah. this differently and break those molds. Such yeah. an important point you're bringing up because these are mm. conversations that I have had to have in my relationship as well. Yeah. And they yeah. weren't. Uh, thankfully they weren't met with um what am I gonna say resistance because yeah. it's been really great having open conversations with my husband about this because now it's opened yeah. up his eyes to how things are and I also think yeah. that's even more important because we have a daughter and so I really want him to be yeah. very aware of um what he wants for her because I know he wants the best for her but it's like do you actually yeah. realize the world that we're living in we even made a joke about something the other day and I said something to him about because we do a lot of banter in our relationship. So I said something about like, oh, you're such a white man, uh, uh, such a man or something. He's like, I'm a white man. Thank you. <laughs> like, he knows, like he knows. The yeah. he sits in, and it made me laugh even more, but that's how it's become in our relationship now that yeah. we can like joke about it. He's very aware of it. But he yeah. into things like you were saying with sick days. Um, mm. Back when I used to be a school counselor, I had to travel an hour away for work, whereas my husband was, at least 20 minutes if he had to be. Um, so yeah. we had to change the forms for the contact details to be him. And guess who they kept emailing and calling? Still you. Still yeah. me. And he started getting very angry. So then yeah. it was great to sit back and be like, uh-huh. Like, yeah, do you see what this is like? So they'd be like trying to call me if my kid was sick and I couldn't answer. It's not only could I not answer because I'm like counselling kids, but I'm like an hour away. What am I going to do anyway? And um, yeah, so things like that or, or things like me yeah. meeting him with the kids so I could go to work or whatever it might be, it's, it's been really helpful for him to see like, this is actually what you do all day, or this is what it feels yeah. like. And now he's the one having conversations with um, other people at work as well. Yeah, he's good. a manager. And- so he's also made accommodations for one of the moms that came back to work to be pumping at her desk. And he's normalized it Amazing. in the office. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. But then I shouldn't, it shouldn't be something to be praised because it shouldn't even be a thing. Like that's also, we've had conversations yeah. about him being like, but I'm also aware now that I'm not telling you this to be like, oh, look at me. It's like, I'm also realizing like that, sh- that shouldn't even be a big deal. Like something like that should be like, oh, I have the best husband in the world. <laughs> and like, he's aware of that too. So it's like, it's so deep rooted in so yeah. many different aspects. And we're yep. just all, you know, chugging along on that, you know, hamster wheel. Yeah, exactly. And I would say there that if you're feeling like, okay, well, that's nice for you guys. You've obviously got great husbands. Um, <laughs> definitely, you know. I, I could, <laughs> I'm only laughing because, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of work. It's a lot it of is work. work. And what happens when, work. it is, yeah, you're right. And what happens when you first start, like you might be like, well, come on, I need you to do this or I need you to do that. And then it sounds like I need you to take the bin out. Why can't you do that? You know, mm, mm. because actually deep, and it sounds like nagging. They're like, oh, stop nagging me. It actually is because deep down, we still believe that it should be us doing it. Mm. So we have to get into our own frame of mind that we deserve the equality. We 
we need to learn as independent women, we've been raised that we can do it all. Mm. We've been raised to not ask for help or rock the boat, um, to be good girls. Um, we have to come to a point as mothers to understand that asking for help from our partner is the way that he is our village in a villageless yes. world. Yes. And accepting his help and asking for it in a way where you know that you deserve it mm. and that it's a quality in your relationship, you have to get to that point. Otherwise, yes. it is going to continue to be nagging. Mm. And I also... And it takes time. There's so much to even unpack in that, you know. It's like I know. <laughs> it's like even things like the bin, which I remember we went to couples counseling and we were talking about stuff like this because I we just needed a third person to help us out a bit. Mm-hmm. But it was frustrating because this person was like, okay, what are the things you want him to do, Crystal? And it's like, you know, do the bins, clean the bathrooms once a week, whatever. It was like this list of things. I'm like, yeah, but like it's not yeah. even about the list of things like it is right. but it isn't it's like yeah when I've asked you to take the bin out one I shouldn't actually have to freaking ask you like you you yeah. have eyeballs you're um, the other adult in this house like you are you doing it if it's not you <laughs> but like even beyond yeah. that it's like the fact that when I do ask you and you don't you've made a choice to yeah. not pick me as well like you've made a choice to be disrespectful and not listen to me and I think that's where like for us so we kind of did our own work getting to the bottom of me trying to explain like that's what's happening for me it's like a trigger as well like you got to remember we're all triggering each other in relationships so like me not being heard is like actually a number one trigger so what seems little things like that it triggers that response. So then that's why these little things become big things. And then they slap on the term nagging, which is just another way of oppressing us. And I'm just, it's just rant central over right. here anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I also want it very clear. Like we've put a lot of work into our, our relationship as well. Um, so it's yeah. possible to get to a place, but in saying that we've been together 10 years. Um, yeah. Okay. Like we're, it's not like, you know, I've actually said to my husband, we should write a book because where if anyone here um, knows about attachment theory, or if you want to learn about it more, which I share about a lot, where that classic avoidant anxious, which is like the worst freaking combination. Um, so yeah. I actually do want to write a book with him because of how much work we've had to do together and how much awareness his had to learn um, and how much empathy his had to develop as well, because he was missing, mm-hmm. you know, crucial things like that. So yeah, I, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but I think it's really important still to consider these other layers to these issues because it all 100%. goes it all goes hand in hand. Because at one point it's like we need to be asking for help, but at the other point it's like, but we shouldn't have to ask for help. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, that's right. And and we're in this point now where it's like, okay, well, we can go along, and if we don't. And that's why slow living is so important because Mm. it's not just earning money in life that's important. You might, you know, if you're going along, you're like, he's such a jerk and you end up breaking up. But if you slow down and you, and you prioritize certain things, like your relationship can become a priority. You can fix it. You can reconnect. Like you are a different person Mm. after you have kids. So it's, it's like, he's got to get to know you again. Yeah. I was just thinking that I like how you make that a, a point because For anyone watching this who is also like us, like the cycle breakers, I was talking about that a bit this morning. Um, Yeah. We we do that for our kids. Like we spend the time 
researching how to parent differently and implementing it and taking those breaks. But we can also do that for our relationship as well. I like that point that you just made there too. I, I, you know, connections happening. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, another little side note to that is like talking to so many women, I'm like, you know what? My husband might have his faults, but I actually don't want anyone else's either. Like, I'd rather yes. fix the relationship I've yes. got. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, There's no way I am starting over. It's also how <laughs> I joke about, like, finding a new therapist. I'm like, I'm not going to find someone new to divulge, like, all my years of trauma. Like, that's, I found my person now. <laughs> yeah, we committed. Yeah, yeah I, but I, I also think it's obviously putting in the disclaimer. I had to do this for an earlier talk as well. When we're talking about this, yeah. we're not talking about abusive or... Or neglectful yes. relationships there's obviously yes. a line there um there's an underlying and I, level of yeah. love we're sharing <laughs> from our personal experiences and yeah. our relationships so and we've had many talks about, about this kind of thing too um yeah. so I think that's the difference right is whether you have someone that's willing to or not it's all about the intention at the mm. at the end of the day it's about the intention are they trying are you trying you know that's what matters when you're in yeah. a position where you're the only one trying and this other person has made it very clear that they do not care and that they're not going to try, um, you also don't need to add to your load of being someone's therapist, right? So it, yeah. then it, that's why like getting an external person can be really good for them individually or you as a couple. Um, or yeah, then there are cases where it's like, it's actually better for you to leave that relationship. Um, I have yeah. a, a joke. I'm pretty sure I've shared it with Rochelle before as well, that when my husband had to travel for work and he'd be away for a couple of nights, it was like the easiest parenting. I don't know. Like everything was clean in the house. The kids and I were all getting along great. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, it wasn't him. That's the issue. Like he's not a bad person. It's not looking at, it's like, I didn't have that person triggering me. Or I didn't have that, yeah. um, tired energy to like just automatically match or whatever like there's so much more going on and I think even things like that like being triggered or um not absorbing someone's negative energy is also a crucial part to slow living because like you said at the very beginning it's really about reflecting yeah like that's yeah that's how it all starts is you're reflecting either after the moment or at the end of the day and you're kind of considering like oh okay so what do I want to look or feel different for tomorrow, perhaps? So I'll, um, I was going to ask as well, Rochelle, where, where can people start with slowing down? Yeah, so, we, I mean, we have gone so deep to the heart of what slow living can really do for your life. But there are some kind of like easier steps. Yeah, I'm like, we need to stop the rant and like get back to the chat. <laughs> We've gone quite deep quite quickly. But I have like, like for my little slow life, I shouldn't say little, for my slow life program, I've kind of got like the four pillars of slow mm-hmm. living, which kind of beautifully match the seasons as well, which I think oh, is really yes. sweet. So the first step is to do less, which is winter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So doing less is all about like learning how to say no, like lovingly to... Mm-hmm activities people invites whatever it is and that's all about like understanding what your priorities are um again whether it's your relationship your career your kids exercise doesn't matter what your priorities are you get to decide that Mm. and then holding firm boundaries Mm. so those three things like those three things really do get automatically your life starts to slow down Um, but then the next one which would be spring is to need less which is all about, okay, well, if you know your priorities, there's FOMO, 
So avoiding FOMO, like so needing yeah. less as in like not consuming as much, like not spending. So getting yourself into a position where you are living within your means mm. so that you don't have that pressure to have to earn and work full time if you'd rather work part time. So a few like little strategies around yeah. that. And then that FOMO is like, okay, well, what is FOMO telling you? So if you're feeling mm. FOMO about something that someone else is doing, is it, be, is it because you want to be doing that specifically or is it because there's something in your life that you're not doing that you want to do? Yes. Because if you're feeling really fulfilled and you're really clear on your priorities, you shouldn't get FOMO really. Mm. You should mm. just be really happy for other people. Yeah, that's a point as yeah. well. I just want to expand on a little bit is that we that can lead to a lot of resentment in your relationship. Um, yeah. Like if your um, partner goes out to the gym whenever they feel like it, is how you would kind of phrase that. Um, yeah. Or if they're always having boys nights or playing games or going to the toilet for an hour, you know, it's like <laughs> take a page from their book. Yeah. I think I noticed that when I realized I was asking permission to go to the toilet, yeah. you know, you have the baby and you're like, oh, is it all right if I just go to the toilet for five minutes? It's like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Like, yes. makes no sense at all. So I, I think that's part of the yeah. reflection and understanding and that builds resentment. But I think part of that is like, we can do that to ourselves. And I'm not saying that as if that other person's behavior isn't happening. I mean, um, we just let it fester instead of addressing it or instead of like you're saying, looking inward and going, oh, what am I not doing for myself then? What am I like envious yeah. of that they're doing that I'm missing yeah. out on that's actually now causing resentment in our relationship? Yeah, and you can flip that from like that tit for tat, you got to do yes. this, so I'm going to yes. do this, to more of a like we both deserve to have fulfilling mm. lives and I want to support you to do the things you want to do because you also support me. So you've got to get, yes. it's just a small shift, but it really makes a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the, um, so then there's like summer, which is being present. Summer is all mm. like that social sort of vibe. So being really present. So, okay, what kind of mum do you want to be? How can you be more present in the moment? How can you stop the scroll and show up and, um, you know, respond, not react and be the, you know, do the things that make you feel like, okay, I did my best today. Mm. Um, so again, that's kind of like we, we start with the practical stuff and we start to dip into more yes. of that esoteric or the stuff that we've already talked about, the deeper stuff. And then autumn is all about like completing the cycle and going, all right, well, now I've got all that nailed down how would it's all about living more aligned to that mm. so what do I need to change now okay what language can I use if I'm always saying hey I'm really busy I'm feeling tired shifting that yeah because yeah. how you explain your life and the words you use actually influence your experience mm. so when you're saying like I'm so busy all the time that's what you get mm. so this is a, mm. like habit shifting stuff as well Definitely. I like that. Yeah. I think language is really important, especially when we're talking yeah. about ourselves. Um, yeah. And that also makes me think about how we said at the beginning, how it can change. Like mm -hmm. if you have a newborn compared to when you have a toddler, compared to when you have a kid at school, compared to when your yeah. kids are grown and out of the house, like those are very different ways of being a mother and yeah. probably very different in how you want to have your everyday or show up. I mean, I would yeah. probably take a guess at the core values and morals are probably the same, but it might just look yeah. a little bit different. So I think it's also part of slow living is checking in and making adjustments where you need to, or trying yeah. something like just one thing 
and then see how that goes. If that feels good, great. Now you can add something else or change something else. It doesn't have to yeah. be like, all right, waking up tomorrow, slow living. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it it's like a process and- as well. Yeah. And like, that's part of like what makes life fun is experimenting with Mm. different things. Okay. Well, you don't have to make a decision and then then you're locked in. Yeah. Yeah. You can always change. Yeah. 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 Such good advice. I love it. Is there anything else that you were desperately wanting to share with us before we finish our chat? I think I've said like, so much. I know that's a lot to take away. (laughs) I know. Um, I I nipped our rant in a little bit. (laughs) it's just but when I you would, get so passionate about the topic and when you experience it yourself you know it's yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I, like I would just say that like, yeah what we've talked about today um it is possible for you it, it might not happen overnight it is a long-term thing mm. um and you just start small and don't believe what you see on social media mm. so nobody's like you know really take stock of okay well if if your house like pinterest perfect like if your house is messy guaranteed everyone else's is as well and motherhood oh, is not oh, housework this looks nice <laughs> you should see the floor like i just shifted the pile of stuff yeah i know <laughs> i mean i get i've got my little one here interrupting so that's what like oh we're all mums right? we're like, all mums yeah yeah <laughs> so Oh, well, great. Yeah, just start mm. with the small things and it really will add up. But you deserve yeah. to be the mother that you want to be. Yes. And yes. Prioritizing yeah. ourselves and our needs is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much for taking the time to come and chat with us today, Rochelle. Can you tell everyone where to find more of you? Yeah. So I am on my website is how to live slow. So is my podcast, oh, how to live slow.com. That's the name of my podcast. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, yeah. all just how oh, to live slow. Awesome. I didn't know you're on Pinterest. Yeah. I'll have to find you over there. I've just started trying to be better with Pinterest, actually. Oh, yeah. Pinterest is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And thank you. Um, if anyone has any questions, again, make sure to put it in the comments because um, we'll be coming back to check in with everyone. Yeah. Okay. Happy to answer any questions. Thank you so much. Thank Mwah. you.